Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find the full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Welcome to the Country Music Talk podcast. Hello, I'm Balin Leonard. I am on Absolute Radio Country every weekday with the no repeat guarantee. If you want to have a listen, all you need to do is download the free Absolute Radio app or if you've got a smart speaker, just turn to it and say, play Absolute Radio Country. On today's episode, I'm joined by a UK singer-songwriter who is playing the Long Road Festival this summer. She was just on the bill with Bruce Springsteen and Hyde Park as well. It is Kezia Gill. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Absolute Radio Country. I'm Baylin Leonard. And today we're joined by a friend uh, and a rising UK singer-songwriter who spent... More than a decade honing her craft as an artist. I feel like I've known you for more than a decade. Uh, she's performed across the UK, Australia, graced the stage at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, and last year on a big old tour, sold out pretty much all the dates. Now she's playing the Long Road Festival in August, and she's back with a brand new single, Kezia Gill. Hello. Hello, Balen. <laughs> it's good to see you. I normally see you out and about at gigs or in a field somewhere, but it's nice to be... I usually just catch you when you're on the way to see someone else. <laughs> <laughs> no. So this is nice. Always on the way to see you, surely. <laughs> it's nice to have, we, have you one-on-one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm always, whenever people in the US are asking me about UK country music and, and how it's going, uh, you always come up because you seem to be uh, one of the artists that everybody's kind of pinning their great hope on, you know, because we all want a UK artist to really punch through and really become successful. And uh, obviously you've been going from strength to strength. And do, do you feel that kind of willingness of of we're all behind you we really want you to make it I definitely feel it and people have started telling me so at festivals or events people that are my friends and I've known them for years they're suddenly like you're doing it for all of us you're like you're running with the torch and I'm like guys this is a lot of pressure (laughs) but equally I'm massively honoured to be making any kind of noise I just love doing what I'm doing and the fact that I'm making some kind of impact it's it's like the ripple effect you know I feel like the small ripples are just starting to catch and it's a big old lake out there but you know eventually that the ripples will get bigger but it's it's great to have the stone in the water I think we've probably known each other for maybe as long as you've been if you've been doing this for a decade I feel like maybe we've <laughs> known each other for well I, I think that amount of time it, it feels like a long time. It may have been the first time I played the long road, which was on the front porch. I think that would have been about 2018, 2019. Because what, you lived out of the UK for a long time, didn't you? Yeah, so I turned 18 and I like leaving home wasn't enough. I needed to leave the country. <laughs> I hear that. Hello. Just, I needed to like go and do my thing and spread my wings and I went to Lanzarote lovely little island in the Canary Islands. And what were you doing there? Did you just... it was pure... It was just one of those sliding doors moments. So I'd gone on holiday the year prior with some friends, uh, 17 years old. We found ourselves in an Irish bar. I had (laughs) one too many Guinnesses and the guy that was playing was taking a break and I was like, can I play a song? (laughs) (laughs) And like, he gave me his guitar and I just did a few songs. The owner of the bar said, if you ever want a gig, you can have five nights a week. Oh. And that was it. I went back, I completed my second year of college book my one-way ticket. I'm amazed that you went back and completed your second year of college. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people would have been like, oh my God, I've got it, a job here in Dreamland. I think the fact I was 17, 
You know, right. my, my kind of mum and dad said, Got look, it. you do you, but you have to be 18 and you have to finish college. So it was, I think it was literally two days after my exams, I was gone on a plane. Um, Did you stay in touch with people there during that year and that, yeah, that so person? Yeah, so I emailed the, the guy just to make sure it was a sort of legitimate offer and I wasn't going to rock up with, with no work. And he put me in touch with a guy that got me a studio apartment. And I moved there with my partner at the time and we didn't know anybody. And I just turned up with my guitar and I did seven years there. <laughs> what a dream come true in a lot of ways. I mean, that's, that is one of the things that, yeah, obviously, I know you're on a you're on a bigger you're on a bigger trajectory than that. But a lot of people in the world that we live in, it's the type of thing that we dream about. You know, just going somewhere paradise yeah. and doing what you love, but knowing that you're doing that, and then the rest of your time you're not, you know, in the yeah, rat race. And, and you know what? It's it's very much the plan B. Like if whatever's happening right now doesn't continue to happen or things stall or you know the beauty of doing this as a job is I can do it anywhere yeah and I love that kind of nomadic vibe where you can just say oh let's go and do a season here or let's go and do a summer here and and you know I, I've been very fortunate I've done some shows on cruises and they've took me all over the world the again Caribbean, another and, dream job exactly so I think as long as I get to do music and see the world I'll be happy and so you are seeing uh, quite a bit of the world. Uh, I mentioned Australia there, and obviously you've been to America, and you've yeah. done Nashville, and, and played some really prestigious venues there, the Ryman, the yeah. mother church of country music, <laughs> and the Bluebird Cafe, yeah. which everybody is also obsessed with. I know. Uh, so what was that like? That wasn't that long ago, right? No, so, and that was that was a great opportunity set up by Buckle and Boots Festival up in uh, Stockport, Manchester. They kind of did a takeover. And when they called me to say, we'd love you to sort of be one of our UK representation acts, I was like, wow, that's incredible. And we, we kind of flew over and we got there. And the, the, the maddest thing that I always say about the Bluebird, for those that haven't been there, it's just in like a little precinct, like a little row of shops. Yeah, it's like a strip mall. It's like a strip basically, mall. Basically, yeah. I think you... There's you, nothing magical about it when you pull up no, to it. No, and this is it. We <laughs> walked up and I was like... Mm. <laughs> slightly out of town off quite a busy road but then you push that door and and there you are mm. you know you've got the fairy lights the exposed brick all the pictures and memorabilia on the wall and uh, the evening we played it wasn't the kind of the round set up where you're in the middle of the room it was the stage set up where you kind of sit in a line and I remember just sitting on that stage probably just enough room for the four chairs so tiny you know, a sold-out show only holds about 40, 45 people, but the pin-drop atmosphere in that room is just phenomenal. And I just remember thinking, am I doing this right now? Is this actually happening? So, Kezia, would you say that playing the Bluebird, was that almost more special in some way than playing the Ryman? I mean, the Bluebird was kind of under my name. So I was there right, as, yes. as Kezia Gill. And even though I, I still performed at the Ryman as Kezia Gill, I was um, a guest by a great friend of mine, Phil Vassar, who I'd met when I supported him on his UK tour way back in 2018. And he's the most genuine guy. And he's always like, when you're in town, let me know, we'll go for coffee. And he, true to his word every time we've gone to Nashville we've gone for dinner he's had us around the house he invited us to watch the Super Bowl with his family and it was <laughs> it's the nicest guy that's when you know you're in absolutely and um, he was doing a big Christmas charity show at the Ryman uh, let him know we were in town because it was completely sold out um, and he said oh you know you should come to the show and then on the, on the UK tour we'd done a little duet together and he was like you know what you should get up and sing with me I think for him it was just such a flippant you know oh jump up 
But for me, it was like... <laughs> yeah, that's a big I'd, deal. I'd done like the tour, the Ryman tour, just a few years before. You it's know, a good tour. It's if a you're going to Nashville, tour. don't think that it's too touristy to do. Do no. the tour at the and Ryman, it's great. A lot of people will go to the Opry and think this is the Opry, when actually it's the Ryman, where you know, that's, that's the, the church, the mm. mother church. And to stand on that stage on a tour... And then two years later to stand on it and be introduced on stage and, and sing with someone like Phil Vassa was, was epic. <laughs> uh, speaking of singing with people and it being epic, you, you stepped in to sing with the legend Marty Stewart at the Long Road Festival last year. Uh, basically what happened is Chris Young was scheduled to headline and uh, I don't know, a day or so before <laughs> yeah. uh, somebody in his band got COVID. They all, anyway, they canceled. They didn't come over. And so rearrangements happened. Marty Stewart, who does this late night jamboree thing at the Ryman where he has loads of special guests kind of stepped up to do a, a, an extra long set uh, and had loads of special guests you were one of them I was handpicked by Marty Stewart and you did um, these boots are made for walking I think we right did, what was yeah. that like because you were just there I think if I recall correctly you were just there at the festival like as, yeah. a, as a fan absolutely you weren't scheduled well, to play one of my best friends was playing Jade Halliwell and I was like let's just go let's enjoy the weekend no pressure no performing um and we were there, suddenly my, my phone starts buzzing and it's like, can you do it? Can you step in? And I said to my husband, Lloyd, I was like, back in the car, I need to go get me some outfits. <laughs> so we drove home and we got the stuff. And I, I think because it was so quick, I didn't have time to do all my usual Kezia stuff, like stress out about yeah. it and worry about it and overthink it. It was just, you know, the artist wristband was slapped on. I was backstage. And before I knew it, I was in um, Marty Stewart's dressing room and we were jamming the song. And... <laughs> He was just, he put me at ease. It was like I'd known him for years. Mm. And I, I got to talking to him about, I'd seen him play C2C and he sang a song that he wrote and dedicated to his late friend, Johnny Cash. And I sort of said, you know, I, I also wrote a song because he was a bit of a hero of mine. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I know, Mr. Cash. <laughs> I was like, mind blown. He'd obviously done his research. Mm -hmm. But for him to make that comment was just incredible i had a hand in this and we gave him loads of options for artists and suggestions you know it's a festival there's 100 people playing you weren't even playing no. um <laughs> but we we he hand selected everybody and and he had quite a lot of people to pick from um so you were one of the i think maybe he had what four or five three i can't remember how many guests he had on the stage but he clearly had listened and liked what he heard so that's a great thing it was incredible and you were amazing and i have to thank you for that and the well no listen it, 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 i mean I, i'm not saying i had a hand in it for that reason i'm no, just saying i know the inner workings of this like he it wasn't just like we said hey here's a here's some artists you're good he went through them he rejected loads yeah. he selected you so that's a, a great honor because he knows his business <laughs> <laughs> and you were amazing. It was so much fun. And he was another one that was like, you know what, any time you're over in Nashville, you let me know. So I saved his number. Oh, yeah. Save that <laughs> number. Like, I'm saving that number. He means it too, I reckon. I, He's I that reckon type he of does. guy. I reckon he does. Um, see, the difference between you and me is that you will actually call him. I, whenever people like that give me their number, I'm like, when am I ever going to? What? I would never. Because he was like, he has some big studio or something. He was like, oh, yeah, whenever you're over and you, you want to use my studio as a home base. And I was thinking, no, no, you don't. I'm not going to. What am I going to do? Get there. Hey, Marty Stewart, can I come to your studio? But see, you. that's why you're going actually, places I'm in the world. And I'm not. Um, I don't know if it's cheeky or tenacious, but I, that is me. <laughs> speaking of big things, um, we're recording this the day before you do it. So by the time it goes out, it will have happened. But you are on the big... 
BST Hyde Park lineup. Bruce Springsteen sitting at the top of that tree, and yeah. and you're on that lineup. That how are you feeling about that? Because unlike Marty Stewart, you do have time to think about it <laughs> and think about it. I have. Yes. Um, I'm feeling good. I think what's really nice is the a lot of the shows I've been doing in the last kind of year or so. The stages are getting a little bigger. Um, take for example, singing with Marty Stewart. You know, I'm I'm more used to that production, that level of stage, that level of event, and. I think it's it's all part of the journey. I've, I'm a little more comfortable playing these bigger events now. They still blow me away, mm. but in, the nerves aren't quite as bad Good. right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ten minutes before I go on, I'll probably need a chair. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm so excited. You can have a chair on stage. That can be oh, your thing. <laughs> yeah, Kezia always sits when she performs. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I've, I've got... 30 minutes to show Hyde Park what I've got and I'm, I'm going to give them everything. In terms of your style, all of our doors are open here on Absolute Radio Country. Like we, we don't have a very strict definition of what is country because it's lots of different things. And, you know, I, I even love Americana and Roots music and all that. And although you are a country artist, I've seen many of your shows and there's loads of different stuff in there. Even some of your the recent stuff that you've been releasing, you know, there's some bluesy stuff in there. Yeah. There's some rocky stuff in there. Uh, your latest single, Smokey, is quite rocky, yeah. I think, and guitar-led. Do you consider yourself a country artist? Which I know is annoying, right? Because <laughs> as an artist, you're like, I'm not in a box. Yeah. But when we're talking about trying to build the UK country scene, I think it's important for people outside of the UK to realize that we have our own interpretation yeah. of country music and, and maybe that's a bit broader than what they would define it as in the states yeah i think firstly it's so refreshing to hear you've like in such a massive country radio station to say that kind of anything goes within reason because that's kind of what i'm yeah, trying no, I was to like, do i didn't say anything goes because yeah <laughs> within reason but i would consider myself a country artist i i'm born and raised on country i grew i feel like it massively shapes my writing so whether i'm writing something that's like you said rocky and guitar led or bluesy or rootsy or folky the writing which is the equivocal part of my style is story-led it's moral-led I want to I want to hit people not just I don't want them to just go away from the gig thinking oh the music was great I want them to have felt something I want to cry with them I want to reach for the stars and I feel like that's country music it's the story and you know you could put any country song any Willie Nelson song any Dolly Parton song to a rocking guitar beat you know you could put it to a hip-hop beat it's the writing, it's the message, it's the story. I love country, I love the meaning of it, I love the way it makes me feel. And I might throw a fiddle on a song, I might throw a distorted Gibson on a song, it's it's, it's my music and I, I, I'm very proud to say it's country, yeah. Good, that's really good to hear. I mean, it'd be fun, it'd be fun if it wasn't. You're an <laughs> artist, you can evolve and all that stuff. But yeah. I mean, it's just good that, um, I think we have so many talented artists in the UK country scene and um, I think that you were right at the top of the tree there and uh, it's so exciting to see what's happening for you and that it's finally, I say finally, but you know, um, people try at this for much longer than you have and don't get nearly the amount of success that you've already achieved. So I'm excited to see where you're going to go. What's next? I mean, I know you're playing, you know, you're opening for Bruce Springsteen, but what are you looking, (laughs) are you a real planny person? Are you like, this is my five-year plan or this is what I need to achieve this year? I I mean, I like to think I am. Yeah. (laughs) I always have a dream. I'm, I'm big on manifesting and thinking, you know, I, yeah, I don't dream something's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but do I, you say, uh, do you 
act as if it's already happening or do you kind of no, I imagine what's your approach to right so so classic example for me is Glastonbury uh-huh. That it's my dream to play that festival, and I quite often I'll think about playing it. I think about how I'm going to feel. I think about the thousands of people singing my songs back to me, and even if that never happens, it's never hurt me thinking about it. Mm. It brings me, it brings me joy. It, it makes me feel good and positive. Um, it know, will happen. It will happen. Yeah. And if it doesn't, I've thought about it long enough. But no, it will happen. <laughs> but you know, I've got so I've got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, I've got my new album launches July fourteenth. Yes. What's it called? Um, it's called the Misfit. Well, Misfit, the Misfit album, as we've started calling it. And um, Smokey, your latest singles on there. Smokey, yeah, is that we brought out four tracks from the album. Yes. So there's six unreleased. Um, Teasing us along. Yeah. And then we're going to do the Misfit tour in the in the autumn in October and that went on sale a few weeks ago it's it's already seems to be selling really well and I just can't wait to take this new music out on the road and to, to just playing live is where I'm at home and I feel like you know I did C2C back in March and there was a bit of a break and then we've got a couple of festivals in the summer and then a bit more of a break and then long road and for me it's just when I'm on stage that is when I'm truly happy so you know if you can come and come and see me at a gig and we'll just share in the happiness <laughs> Happiness with Kezia Gill. There you go. <laughs> uh, a joy to see you. Thanks for coming in, and I'll see you uh, loads across the summer in the Thank next you, year. Thank you, Valen. The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. Big thank you to Kezia Gill for joining me on the Country Music Talk podcast, and thank you for joining us. And while you're here, make sure that you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and that way you'll never miss the biggest guests in country music and the most exciting new artists. I'll see you on the next one. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 